Welcome back to What's True for Everybody. This is Everyday Experiences number eight, and it's called His Own People Booed Him. (laughs) I brought this up uh, several experiences ago, and I said we might talk about it later, and it's later. So, Andrew Luck, quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts for the last seven seasons, the first overall pick in the NFL draft in 2012. He retired in late August towards the end of preseason football. And of these seven seasons, the last four, he said, he was, he's was he been dealing with just constant injuries, one after the other. He actually missed the entire season. I think it was 2017. And he said there was just, there's been this cycle the last four years of injury, rehab, get back on the field and play injury rehab, get back on the field and play. And he was dealing with another injury this preseason. So he and his family and close friends uh, made the really tough decision for him to step away from the game. He loves the game he's been playing his whole life. And he said it was just the best decision for him, his health and his family. The next preseason game, which was the last preseason game. It was against my Chicago Bears. It was in Indianapolis. Uh, Andrew Luck was standing on the sidelines, and after the game, he ran off into the tunnel to go to the locker room, and he got booed by a bunch of Indianapolis Colts fans as he ran off the field. And I saw this clip, and I remember thinking, like, his own people... (laughs) His own people, the people who have cheered for him for the last seven years, and they had one more chance to show appreciation for him, and they booed him because a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown. Now, uh, not everyone, not all Colts fans booed him. Not everyone in that stadium booed him. There are fans in every other city where there's an NFL team who would have done the same thing, so this isn't against Indianapolis Colts fans. Uh But it brings up a point, at least it did to me, about motives and and really about purity. In that moment, the people who were booing Andrew Luck, they did not have Andrew Luck's interests at heart or in their mind. They were not thinking about how this benefits the person that they've loved for the last seven years as their quarterback. What they were thinking about was now my team's not going to do as well this season, most likely, or now my fantasy season is down the tubes. What they were thinking about was their own interests and their own benefits and not Andrew Lux. Would you agree with me? There's a letter in the New Testament called First Thessalonians. Paul writes a couple letters to the church in Thessalonica. And this is the first one. And he's writing to tell them he's pleased with their faith. And he tells them how to live a way that pleases, live in a way that pleases God, because that's what it's all about, right? Why we do this, why we learn. Just it's life transformation. How can we live more like Jesus? And he starts going back to his previous visit with them in this city, in this church, and how he proclaimed Jesus to them. And I'm going to read. Uh, This is chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Paul says this. He says, You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi, which is another city where there's another church. He writes a letter called Philippians to them. As you know, 
But with the help of our God, we dared to tell you his gospel in the face of strong opposition. Here we go. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives. We'll come back to that. Nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. You know, we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else, even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Now, Back to verse three, where Paul says, for, we appe- for the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. The word impure motives here, the word Paul uses, it means uncleanness. It means something that's dirty, that's filthy. It, me- it can mean immorality. What this word means, it means impure motives. It means to be in the presence of, of impurity. When the fans booed Andrew Luck running off the field for the last time, there was some sort of impurity there. There was some to be in the presence of impurity, impure motives there. Paul says, we didn't come to try to trick you. We, we didn't come to, to please you superficially or to flatter you or to, to put on a mask. We weren't there to cover anything up, he says. We weren't, we weren't there to cover up what's actually going on. We weren't there. We weren't being greedy. So we, there was no presence of, of impurity, presence of immorality, presence of uncleanness or, or, or filth. He says, we were there like young children among you. We were there caring for you. He says, like a nursing mother, we were there to love you. We delighted, I love this line, delighted to share our lives with you. That's why we were there. We worked hard. We, we tried not to burden you. We encouraged you. We comforted you. We urged you to live lives worthy of God. He says our motive was to glorify God and to serve you, which by the way, I don't know how many experiences ago it was, but we talked about Jesus' motivations. That's, that's it, to glorify God and to love people, to serve people. There was no presence of dirt or filth or immorality, or uncleanness, he says. The question for you is today, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you doing what you're doing? Notice just just one thing. Just pay attention to one thing that you do today. One moment, one event. Why are you doing what you're doing? When you open a door for someone, when you take out the trash at your house, when you give extra effort at work, when when you make the phone call to that person, when, when you let someone switch lanes in front of you. When, when you tell your kid yes, or you tell your kid no, when you give someone a compliment, when, when you pay for a meal or for someone's cup of coffee, 
is there some sort of trick behind it? Is there a superficial pleasing because you may get something back? Is there this fake flattery going on? Is there a mask? You're not letting on what you really mean. Is there some sort of cover-up? Is there some sort of greed? Is there any presence of filth or uncleanness or dirt or immorality or impurity? Or are you doing it simply because you care? Because you're loving this person? Because your, 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 your desire is to share your life with someone. Because it's hard work. You're working hard. Because you want to be helpful. You don't want to be a burden to them, in the words of Paul in this passage. Is it because you're encouraging someone? You're comforting someone? You're urging someone to live a better way, which, by the way, is what it's all about. There's this presence, not of impurity, but a presence of purity. Presence of love presence of care, presence of encouragement. Why are you doing what you're doing today? May we get rid of all presence of impurity, uncleanness, dirt, filth, immorality. And may we express the presence of purity, love, generosity, help, and care. Grace and peace.